Good day to you, my friend, and welcome to the broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, my Bible's sitting open. It always is as we come to meet together. Today's it's sitting open to the book of Amos in chapter 8. I have just one verse in the crosshairs of my teaching time. It's Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Please, if at all possible, reach over and get your own copy of God's Word and join me there. Get something on which you can jot down some notes. And today, the notes really are some cross-references that I think I want you to really spend some time mulling over. This verse of Scripture has really weighed on my soul. Frankly, I want it to weigh on your soul as well. I also have a gospel tract in my hand. Do you know what a gospel tract is? Well, the word tract is spelled T-R-A-C-T, and a gospel tract is a short written presentation of God's plan of salvation. This tract in my hand is entitled Proclaim Liberty. It's got the Liberty Bell on the front of it. I want to talk to you about this tract, and I want to urge you to get a free sample packet of our tracks from me today. I'm going to say something something more about that in a moment, but I want to begin with a question. Here's my question. What is the difference between a fast and a famine? What's the difference between a fast and a famine? Now, both of these deal with food, don't they? Both deal with the absence of food, but they're very, very different. A fast is a self-decided time to not eat, and believers in Jesus ought to fast as part as one of their spiritual disciplines. A famine, though, is when an environmental condition has forced you to go without food. A fast, you can end any time you want to, but a famine, you cannot. I bring all this up because the idea of a famine is in our text today, but it's a famine of God's word. You and I, who have never personally seen, let alone experienced, a prolonged fast, a prolonged famine of food. Now, I'm, I've never seen a famine. I've never experienced a famine. If you're like me, then most likely you and I will really not fully grasp the pictures before us. The Jews living in the day in which Amos preached this, they had seen a real famine. They would have understood the tragedy of the famine of the soul talked about here, the famine of God's word. Get your Bible. Join me, please. The book of Amos, chapter 8, verse 11 will be our focus. I mentioned this gospel tract here a moment ago. On the face of it, as I said, is our picture of our Liberty Bell. And this track opens with the words of Scripture found on the Liberty Bell. Those words are this, proclaim liberty unto the land and to all the inhabitants thereof. Did you know that those words come from the book of Leviticus? Believe it or not, the book of Leviticus is there on our Liberty Bell. This tract talks about these things, that first of all, that freedom is wonderful and that freedom is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Let me read you part of this tract. It says this, Dear reader, you may live in a free country, but you are, but are you really free? 
You can be free from the biting sting of a guilty conscience, free from the anguished torture of a haunting memory, free from the gnawing fear of certain death, free from the terrors of impending judgment, free from the terrifying thoughts of eternal hell, free from the enslaving power of sin, sin that is wrecking your life, ruthlessly destroying your home, and relentlessly dragging your soul into eternal damnation. You can be free, free from sin." And that is the message of this track, free from sin and all the things that come as a result of it because Jesus Christ has become your Savior. This is a powerful track, and because of the picture, many people will pick it up and begin to read it. Please let me send you this sample packet of gospel tracks. At the end of the program, my announcer will give you our contact information. If you cannot wait to the end, just go to our website, which is BibleTracksInc.org. BibleTracksInc.org. Well, here's the verse. If you have your Bible open, Amos, please, chapter 8, just verse 11. Here is what the Bible says. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor of a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. That's my focus for today. The whole idea of a famine of God's voice has, as I said, weighed heavily on my heart in recent days. This spiritual famine came as a result of prolonged sinfulness and prolonged hard-heartedness there in Amos' day. God had told the Jews as they left Egypt under Moses during the Passover time that if they persisted in disobeying God's word and sought after other gods, that God would bring environmental famines on them. And these famines were signals of a broken relationship with God. Do you remember Psalm 1? Psalm 1, where there God says that a godly person is likened to a tree planted by rivers of water. When godly people stop being godly and stay that way, God tries to draw them back. God uses physical and earthly droughts to cause them to grasp the, the spiritual drought and, and spiritual dryness in their soul. That's one of the tools God uses. In the Bible, a number of physical droughts and famines are found here. Elijah prayed, and it did not rain for three years. A drought came. A famine came. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 7, there's the story of the four lepers who found all that food and saved Israel from starvation. In that context, Elisha was the prophet, and a physical famine was God's tool to get the attention of Israel, but they would not repent. In the book of the Revelation, chapter 18, during the great tribulation period that's to come, God's going to judge the earth with a physical famine. But let me turn the corner here. Let me turn from the idea of physical famine to talk about spiritual famine. As I was thinking about this, God began to bring some scriptures to my heart. One of them, jot this down, would you please? One is 1 Samuel 3, 1. 1 Samuel 3, 1. That verse says that these words, in part, the word of the Lord was precious. That word there, precious, means valuable and rare. The word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. 
When young Samuel came onto the scene, it was the period of the judges. A a true cold-heartedness towards God had set in. God had stopped giving them open preaching. That means that while God did talk to certain individuals, certain of the judges privately to be his deliverers, God was not sending prophets to speak openly to the nation. It was a time of famine, a famine of God's word in the life and nation of Israel. In the Psalms, Psalm 74, that was a psalm written after Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian leader, had destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the temple at Jerusalem. And listen to what verse 9 says, Psalm 74, verse 9. We see not our signs. The word signs refers to evidences of God's presence. We see not our signs. This is no more, there's no more prophet. I'm not, I'm going to stop reading the verse right there. The persistent sin and hard-heartedness of the nation of Judah in that particular location both brought both physical destruction and death, but also spiritual famine. God went silent. God quit talking to them, and they desperately needed his voice. I'm thinking now of another reference. Jot it down. The book of Romans, chapter 11, verses 7 through 10. Romans 11, 7 through 10. These verses speak of another spiritual famine. They're directed by the pen of the Apostle Paul writing under the inspiration of the word of, of the Holy Spirit of God. And due to the rejection of the Jews of his day, that they would not receive him as their Messiah, God gave to the Jewish people as a whole a spirit of slumber and eyes that can't see spiritual truth and ears that can't hear God speak to their soul. It's absolutely true that some individual Jewish people are and will come to Christ as their Savior. That's why Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1 that the gospel is to go to the Jew first. Let's never stop taking the gospel to the Jewish people. But the, the Jewish people that receive Christ will be a minimal number compared to the whole of the Jewish people who are in spiritual famine. So what do we do with all this? Well, let me just flat out tell you the burden on my heart today. There are three prongs to it. Prong number one is this. I am burdened for all of us who are truly born again. Are you and I becoming cold to the voice of God? Has it been a while since God stirred our conscience over some sin in our life, over some ministry he wants us to do? If that is so, then I guarantee you that you and I have a cold heartedness in our relationship with God. We may still even be reading our Bible every day, but we walk away from our Bible reading with nothing fresh for our soul. Believer friend, if that describes us, we are in a spiritual famine. We're in a dangerous position. My second prong of application is this. I am burdened for the believers living in open defiance, in open disobedience to God. 
You know you are disobeying God. You know the part of God's word and the command of God that you will not obey. God has, in days gone by, pricked your conscience, and he's pricked your conscience time after time, but you have squashed the voice of God in your soul. Oh, friend, friend, God very well will stop talking to your soul. He very well will. You are in the famine of God's word. That's a dangerous place to be. The third prong of my burden today is this. I'm burdened for you that are listening who are not saved. You know you're not saved. You know you are lost in your sin. God has pricked your conscience about sin, righteousness, and judgment on many occasions before this radio program today. But you have willfully pushed away the voice of God. You've told God, no, I will not respond to your voice. Oh, friend, you are headed in a famine when God will no longer talk to your soul. This may be your very last opportunity to hear God's voice and cry out to him to be saved. I urge you, call upon him today while he is near. Seek the Lord while he is near, because a day will come when he will no longer prick our, our conscience, prick our soul with the voice. His word will have no more effect because we have turned it off and God says, okay, I no longer will speak to that soul. That's a dangerous place for you as an individual, for your church to be in. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.